Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to this edition of Believe in Grizzlies. I have a guest. She's a mental health coach and a former D1 athlete. Welcome, Bryn Drescher. How are you doing, Bryn? I'm so good, Sharon. How are you? Happy to be here. I'm doing good. Um, I invited you on because I wanted to talk about John Morant. Um, he's been going through a lot lately. A 23-year-old superstar in the NBA got into a little bit of trouble and is before the public eye. Mm-hmm. And he has to talk about his mental health and people are not satisfied with what he's saying. And then people were saying, well, he really don't need. I just wanted to have you on to talk about the importance of athletes seeking help when they're going through stress, anxiety and things of that nature. Absolutely. Um, I'm first of all, thank you for again, having me and like, this is such an important topic. I think largely, you know, I'm a mental performance coach. So technically, I'm not a sports psychologist or anything. And I'm just putting that out there because we still deal with the athletes mental health to a degree. But I just don't want this to seem like it's coming from somebody who's, you know, uh, um, a doctor. But with that being said, I think it's very important that people are I, we've come a long way with mental mm-hmm. health sports. That's the good thing. Um, And speaking of John Morant, like you said, he's 23 years old, so he's spent a better part of his life 20 you know some somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 years probably playing this sport. And he is you know doing really well in the NBA was in the all star game he's got a lot of light eyes on him and it's a lot for athletes to cope with and. You know, when an athlete who's being paid the amount of money that John Morant is being paid or any of the people around the NBA, NFL that have had issues, it's often met with a lot of lack of empathy Mm -hmm. because it's they get paid like what's he whining about type of thing and he should know better or he was raised right or whatever. But as you said, when when everyone has their outlets when dealing with stress right so. He apparently had an incident a couple days or a couple weeks before the incident on live when he was suspended, where he got into a fight on a basketball court with a high schooler and assaulted him, or allegedly assaulted him, I should say. Well, that happened last summer. Oh, okay. I thought it was in the same. No, uh, it, it wasn't in the same. It happened last summer. Okay. Then there was an incident with a security guard happened prior to that. And then like right. uh, what happened before was like that stuff was leaked it was written about in the Washington Post. Okay. That's what happened days prior. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. With the alleged incidents of the gun and things of that nature. Right, so he's had this, you know, different ways of him, you know, having these expressions, whatever they are. 
and people are, you know, speculating. And what I can say is even as um, the coach who's not working with John Morant, I could only speculate what he's feeling. So I can say what athletes feel in general, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of the statements that are made come off disingenuous because they're PR statements. You know, it's one thing for somebody to say, yeah, I regret that because they're supposed to say that. I regret mm -hmm. not a gun on live. I knew it was dumb or whatever. Um, and it's just that's written by somebody in his PR team. But what John Morant needs is not just people that make it look pretty and suspend him for eight games. It's more about what he's doing to sort of counteract what's creating the environment for this behavior. Um, and I imagine they have him seeing a psychologist. I imagine all of those things, but it's still up to him to have to opt into all that, if that makes sense. Right. Because today um, he, it was his he did an interview with Jalen Rose, and then today was the first time he talked to the media in general during practice. Yeah. And he acknowledged that, like, last night when he was first came into the game, you know, he was there. He didn't play. He sat on the bench, and he was, like, stoic for yeah. the first two quarters, and he said it. he was uncomfortable because he didn't know how to react things of that nature. And then like he said it was uncomfortable for him to talk to the media today. And I was like, I was thinking in my mind from covering Jar from all these years, that's something different. Yeah. He he hasn't, you know, really acknowledged that, that he was uncomfortable. And so he went to the pro where uh into Florida. He said he did 10 days, but he said his counseling is ongoing. And I look back at, um, like in 2021, he had an interview with Taylor Brooks where he talked about his mental health, where he said that, you know, sometimes you don't realize you're drowning until you try to be the anchor for someone else. And then mm -hmm. he mentioned mental health back in 20, uh, September 2022. And then on another podcast or something, he mentioned something about mental health. And I think this time when this happened, he said it was his own decision to go seek counseling. And he was like, it usually he said that he was trying to talk to people, but not yeah. professional get help for that. So right. when someone says they need help and then they go out to get it, but people's thinking, well, well, it's like, well, he's not cured in 10 days. He never said he was. He said it's ongoing. Mm, okay. He, he said something, it's, it's it's an ongoing process. And you know, it's just like he was like, I feel, you know, guilty about what happened with his teammates. He said he keep apologizing and apologizing, but he wanted to do it face to face. But I think it's just a lot of guilt there. And then like you can see it. Some of the things may be PR written, but you can see it on his face, you know, that it well, appears to be genuine. No, there's a difference between the statements that were released versus him talking directly to the media. If he is saying that he's seeking help and um, even if they are telling him to say these type of things, he doesn't have to say that. When you talk about being uncomfortable for the media, right? It's different when he comes out and he's being basketball John Morant, right? Right. The superstar. So he gets to wear what, you know, we would say like a mask right. in the media and say all of these things. But when he's stripped down and talking about, you know, the vulnerable situation that he's facing, and that's probably why he's uncomfortable because he's having to get real about things. He's having to talk about his feelings versus just like, yeah, I went out and crushed it. Yeah, I had a good game. Yeah, I didn't have a good game. That's just part of the process. So 
when these athletes have to face their own humanity, their own humanness, let me say better said, um, you know, it's, it can be a lot. And so kudos to him for having mental health, speaking about it openly. And like you said, he spoke about it. These athletes today have the luxury of even being able to talk about it. Whereas obviously it wasn't a thing before. And I'm my hope, of course, not knowing him personally, um, is just that he will continue and get the the release that he mm-hmm. needs because it is a lot to have all that money and when you talk about being that anchor for everyone else a lot of these kids are the first ones in their family to have success so they've got the they've got a whole team on their shoulders i mean if you look at the movies that came out recently whitney as well as elvis both of them expressed in the movie which i imagine you know is based on real life the how much it was like i don't want to be whitney like, I don't want to be the people that have to support all these family members. I'm tired. And Elvis said the same thing. Like, I, I just, I can't keep doing this. And then you kind of see what it did to them and their mental health and, you know, their families and et cetera. So those are living, those are examples. And then you put that on a 23 year old who, you know, is heading on the same path, having people that all want a piece. And then him having to kind of face all this as a, a young man, a black man, and a superstar and like you know people saying things about his future and like he's the next this and that it's a lot right and then he said pretty much said something similar to that um in the interview he did with Jalen Rose was he he said that he's 23 years old he's the breadwinner you know he has millions of dollars or whatever and then it's just like he want to take care of everybody else but he left himself out Right. And I know that that could be a lot because I know it's just like that happens to me where it's just like I felt like I was putting into everybody else instead of me. Right. And I think I did that for like 16 years, you know, being a wife and a mother of four. And it's just like I lost myself really during that time. And and, And I understand. And then I understand with him because I was like, we can chastise him, but we also can show him grace because we once was 23 and we 23 years old and we didn't have to deal with none of that. And then, like I said, my son, I have a son, he's 23. Mm -hmm. And I was looking, you know, I was seeing similar things. And then like my son, I was like, man, he can't really, you know, handle making $3,000 a month. What if he made millions? yeah and it's a lot and then it's just like I can't imagine none of us can imagine being in Josh's shoes right now because and we have to do and he's doing this in public eye and then I think social media plays a role in it he was heavy on heavily on social media and today he said that he's not going to be on there as much as he was and then social media was the thing that got him caught up because he went live on instagram well and it's also like it i think one that you know that's his generation's way of communicating with their fans connecting right right? so but he was probably heavily intoxicated you know um and i don't know if there was any other substances involved but we have to look at obviously alcohol impairs judgment but you also have to look at that if in case people don't know the listeners don't know um, the, the brain is not fully developed until 25 years of age. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about, you know, using these substances, having all that pressure, making decisions, 
when most of your life decisions have been made by you so like and you know before you excuse me so like his whole life it's been like go to college do this do this and it's like he's in the nba it's not his first season it's his third season so technically maturity wise he's even more behind because he's had this money since he was 20 right so you're talking about making these decisions and these guys that play the one and dones and it's a lot on their plate and they're not they're not i'm not going to say they're not ready but having the right people around them that are helping and not thinking about how it benefits them right a rookie i mean he went from being having no money in college unless a booster gave him some money all the way to being 10 million dollars a year for four years which is the rookie contract and then that's not including any endorsement deals and then what he signed after that so he's getting paid a ton of money to play a game and he's got like he said he's the breadwinner in his family so there's a lot of pressure on him a lot of opinions about the way that he's showing up so naturally when there's a lot of steam in the kettle has to be vented somewhere and social media is a great place but also on social media is a lot of hate right Um, you know a lot of people saying like you suck you you weren't there tonight we're you know like letting us down like that's all the pressure the whole memphis you know community is probably putting a lot of hope on josh since he's their new superstar right so- because is because here's the thing it's just like he got the pressure of being a superstar in the nba his family and yep. not wanting to let the city down that's a lot of pressure i don't even know if i could handle the pressure yeah i mean I- sometimes it's pressure even for me being a wife a mother and then working, being an NBA writer, that's pressure. Exactly. Be, being on a podcast, doing a podcast, that's pressure. Yeah. It's pressure for me. I can imagine how pressure, because it's just like a 23-year-old person really don't have their life figured out yet. And I'm almost 50. I don't have my life figured out. out I'm to be honest. Say, yeah, it's not so much that, I mean, because he knows he wants to be an NBA player until he can't play anymore. That's right. Very There's no deviation on what he wants to play basketball. I think like, and one of the reasons when I work with my clients, we talk about identity is who is John Morant outside of basketball? Who is John Morant before that you look at like the, the, the person? And so what you're seeing is the person acting out not the basketball player per se, because everything for all intents and purposes all on the court is going fairly well for him. I looked at his stats, he's doing fine. He's not having a terrible, you know, overall year compared to year over year results. In fact, he's probably performing even better this year. But he is. Right, but it looks like, right? Like ultimately we have this person who's not being taken care of, like you said, and it's not just him putting himself last on his list. It's the way that we've been socialized. It's family first, particularly in the African-American community or any immigrant communities. It's all about the family, family, family. And in general, like you as a mother know that you probably always prioritize yourself last. So a lot of us do that. So it's not just his age, it's all of the things of him. Like you don't have the same ability to cope when your life seem, even though there's been probably difficulties in Jaw's life, Overall, he's been kind of on his own little journey, like rocket, you know, to stardom. And then it becomes like, okay, now what? When you have more money, more access, <laughs> you know, people right. are praising you. And, you know, think about the rest of you that might be listening when someone gives you a compliment, how that feels. But then also publicly, he's having to read about people who, when he has a bad night 
or when the city's disappointed in the Grizzlies, or there's pressure and practice and if the Grizzlies are not performing well, because it's not just the money, it's that they wanna win, they're competitive, they wanna feel like the best. And so it's it's that whole pressure of everything. And then, and then when people also say, you're faking, you know, you're just, you, get over it, dude. You get paid tons of money. Like, why should we feel sorry for you? You know, it's so simple. You just don't put a, pull out a gun, you know? And so I think it's just the whole thing of like, I mean, Diddy got caught with a gun. You've had so many incidences of this stuff, like, you know, whether it be social media or not. Uh, what was his name? Uh, he went to my school in Michigan State. Uh, I can't think of his name, but he was a wide receiver for the Vikings, I think. But same thing, gun, nightclub. So it's just a lot of this of just like, hey, I need to be protected. That's why I have it because, you know, whatever. And it's cool and you know, whatever I'm drinking and I'm not thinking straight. And it's, I don't, I'm not really worried about the consequences because maybe I need some consequences so I can be brought down to earth in a way. So, so do you think it's just like, maybe him doing all these things? Sometimes like we do things and sometimes it's a cry for help. Exactly. hundred percent. And, and, and people just don't understand it, but outside, I mean, to me, I'm not a counselor or anything like that. This yeah. is what I observe, you know, it just to me this people just feel like you know just because you have this amount of money or whatever but people with money have stresses of life just like the other people exactly just like other people and then it's just like we have to put and then like like i said we're not in the public eye nope and it's like so bad like sometimes it's just like it's a million times worse than what we're going through and then sometimes we don't look at these people as human you know, to me, I'm, I'm, to me, I'm not worried about John Morant, the basketball player. I'm worried about John Morant, this 23-year-old kid exactly. who's going through right now. But people That's who I'm worried about. The well, mother in me is yeah. worried about that child. And I mean, you're not alone. I mean, yes, you're going to hear people say certain things online because it's, you know, it's cool for them to say things, particularly behind a keyboard or a screen when they feel very... <laughs> when they're struggling themselves like people who take the time to tear people down aren't doing well just in general like if they feel like they have to say something most of the time they're not doing well so the big thing is is regardless of you know whoever all the pundits all the people that might say stuff ultimately when I had an, uh, an NBA player on my podcast he said the same thing he was like these people this is our livelihood right these are these are our lives this is not just like you know, a simple question or a simple comment that, you know, is okay, because uh, they hear everything, right? They right. Hear everything and they internalize it and they get a lot of their juice, right, from the sport because they have never, like, you know, you think about it, most kids grow up in certain neighborhoods, they don't feel very seen or heard, they get on a basketball court, suddenly they feel like somebody and they get that juice for years and years and years. And then it becomes like, you know, too much people pulling, pulling in different directions, pulling and saying, I want this from you. I want this from you. Can you do this? And then it just feels like, yeah, I need it. I, I gotta, I gotta do something because it's too much. Right. But they're not able. And then being men on top of that, not being able to express their emotions, you know, don't be soft, all of the different rhetorics that are out there. But we're finally getting into a place where people are saying, hey, check on your friends ask John Morant more than what's going on with basketball, right? Talk to him like a human being 
And so regardless of all the noise that's out there, because we're not going to stop people from making whatever comments they're going to make. People are always going to have some sense of bias when it comes to a professional athlete, whether they're, you know, they're going to be tearing them down or lifting them up, but it's, you know, that high, low player, like, Hey, when they're doing good, we love them. When they're not, we can tear them down. Right. Not we, but you know, the basketball community has a tendency to do that at times, but the most important thing is for Ja to find a good team around him and, and a place that allows him to say, hey, I need this and that they're not going to stand in the way of it. Right. And that's not always the family. And I don't, I'm not saying anything against Ja's family. I don't know the situation, but it's not always the people closest to you because sometimes they can't see it. It's just getting good people. So my hope is the Grizzlies organization is doing what they need to do. Um, as well as, right, he's got, you know, like he said, it, that's why he said it's good to be able to talk to somebody versus the friends, because a lot of times that's the first place they go. Hey, right. it's really hard. It's a lot of pressure. And I mean, I'm, I'm going to reference these two movies because it seems, you know, like even if you've been inside of it, but even when they express that to the, their friends, their friends sometimes feel like they're doing them good. It's like, hey, that's just part of it, right? You're doing great. Just right. keep but that's not necessarily great advice because it's kind of like just keep keep pushing and it'll get better. And that's, you know, sort of like once again, building up that pressure. So in both those movies, in both, you know, Elvis and Whitney, they were both expressed. They were tired and they were done and nobody listened. It was more like, hey, this is the business. You got to keep it going no matter what. And, you know, we see what happened with them and we don't want these things for athletes, you know, but a lot of times it's not that they're unsuccessful. It's not that they're doing bad. It's that they're so, it's so, so much pressure for doing good, so much pressure for being counted on and looked at that way and not able to say, hey, I'm not okay. I mean, right. Simone Biles. So we're thankful for Simone Biles. We're thankful for Naomi Osaka and them being yes. able to express it. Kevin Love, those expressions. DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We need more of that. So, um, and then, then he said in the Taylor Ricks interview, it's just like I, I, I hadn't seen it. And then when I listened yeah. to it, it just made me so sad because he said that you're so used to saying that you're okay when you're not. Exactly. And then for me, it, just, it seemed like sometimes when people ask you how you're doing, they really don't want to know the answer because they can't handle it. Fair. And then like people told you, well, like you said, with case of Whitney and Elvis or whatever, but people was like, well, you, you don't need counseling, whatever. But for him, he, you know, talking to people, but talking to people, he thought that helped, but seeking professional help, that's probably better. And then he was like, um, when he woke up and he saw he, his name was all over everywhere. He yeah. knew then I need to go and get some help. Right, because he's been he's been going at a deficit, right? It's like running, it's like it's the check engine light of sports, right? Right. It, a lot of us have had a check engine light on for a very long time, but the car seemingly has no symptoms. Nothing that makes us think like, well, car's running fine. I don't know. I guess that's right. just what happens. Your check engine light's on. But if you ignore that check engine light long enough, your engine will blow, right? Something else will give. And then it becomes a much bigger problem than if you had attended to that. And so a lot of these athletes have check engine lights on, but they're told to ignore it, to just push through, which is why it's so great that teams have sports psychologists, mental performance coaches. However, the players also, like when I talked to, I just recently was at South by Southwest and uh, the, the, the doctor, the head doctor mm -hmm. of Rams was saying like, 
He's like, yeah, totally believe that, you know, like, cause they're very reactive. If DeMar DeRozan shows a gun, goes through all this stuff. Yeah, we're going to get him some help, right? But mm-hmm. we give them help before they show a gun, before they, you know, possibly beat up a kid on a playground, before, you know, all the different incidents, right? So it's like, at what point do we say, hey, you don't have to be bad to be, to be better, mm-hmm. right? To feel bad to be better. So I've always said that they could do a better job as an organization of being proactive. But what I was told by that doctor is he's like, okay, now tell me how to convince a grown man how to listen to that when they feel fine. Or they this this took my next question because I see a lot of people blaming his parents. Mm -hmm. And to me, you know, as a parent of grown kids, Mm -hmm. like my we can talk to our kids all day long. They're grown. We can talk to them all day long and want them to make the right decision. But but the end of the day, they're going to make their own decisions. And as my husband say, experience is the best teacher for some of them. Some will listen and some won't. It all depends. And then it's like they know this. And then like they come back and say, well, man, mama, I should have listened to you. Man, dad, I should have listened to you. And then we just tell them it's growing pains. I'm not the type of one to say that I told you so or whatever, but I was just like, my daughter, I like this thing, baby, you didn't listen. You yeah. know, it's just like, I don't, I don't want to be hard on her, but you didn't listen. I know you're going to make mistakes in life because I'm not perfect. No, exactly. I'm not perfect. And that's why to me, this is like, I'm thinking, like I said, as a mother, yeah, you know, and I cover this team, been covering jobs since he's been in the league. It's just like, it. I feel bad for him and I feel bad for his family. I, I really do. And I feel bad for his mom and dad when people are blaming them and I have to push back. You can't blame them because yeah. he's a grown man. I call him a child. I meant to say young man, but he's a grown man. Yeah. He's, a, he's a grown man. He's a breadwinner. Exactly. I think uh, I just to be one jaw is not a singular case. Right. Okay? There are several many more that we don't know about that are struggling right so the good news about these situations is it helps bring and keep mental health as part of the conversation which needs to happen to truly transform sports. People are always going to have opinions, like I said, so yes blaming the parents is one way to go, but once again, these are people that most likely don't really care all that much about john are just looking for a place to say oh it's got to be the parents it's got to be something simple just can we put our finger on it. Can we say that's what it is and then tie it up with a little bow and then say you know we don't have to really deal with whatever's going on the only person that needs to be you know really the most concerned about this is John Morant and then his team that's around him as well as his psychologist and notice that he probably saw a psychologist outside of the organization because that's something that a lot of athletes feel safer to do because you know if the organization is paying for that help even though the doctor's bound by something that still has to be a relationship that's earned right Right. so So that's why he went to Florida he went to the counseling thing in Florida for the 10 days And and he most likely got recommended to do that right mm-hmm. he got recommended to do that because obviously we're having this nightmare right and we got the country because it's not just the fact that he showed a gun it's the gun debate right he's carrying a gun he's a black male i mean it's all these layers on top of the mountain of what he was already feeling and then people going holy crap and now they're doing damage control and it becomes about all those things 
and he's already saying and realistically talking about this is the stuff that I was feeling in addition to whatever the NBA wants to do because he represents their brand, whatever the right. want him to do because he represents their brand, his agents, his parents, his family. It's all that still on Nike, Nike, uh, Powerade, all those. Right. So it's all this on his shoulders about, hey, guys, like, you know, like it's not just and, and when they're handling these things, the athlete can feel it. Like, are we doing this because we really care about me or are you guys doing this because because you see what happened. Um, there was a rapper that uh, was supposed to be doing a deal or a commercial with Ja, and then they immediately, like, as soon as things get bad for that brand, if you do something, they they abandon you, and they pull all their stuff, right? Nope, we can't be. But I don't, I don't think it's gonna be. I think they're gonna come back out with it, but I think it's like on pause for now because they never announced that he's no longer a spokesman for them. But I guess they're trying to wait till everything died down. Ooh, hold on one second. I'm sorry. I just. If you need to edit that part out, my apologies. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm not saying they are going to take it, but what I'm saying is the tradition of the brands is to start to pull back. Right. And that's also added pressure for the athlete. Right. So I think what's really important is when we are examining the situation, not from a like criticism point of view, we can come with empathy and compassion because as you've done you've put yourself in your shoes in a lot of different ways hey i'm a mother i'm a you know i have grown kids i go through stress right, right. If we could do that more and humanize the person in the uniform and say hey i get stressed when people have a lot of expectations on me and i don't have near the level of what he's going through and i have possibly better coping skills because i've been working on myself and all that and he hasn't really probably taken a lot of time to work on himself because he's been spending so much time developing himself as a basketball player, right? If you want to know that the ironic thing for this is people use sports, watching sports as an outlet, but exactly. the athlete who's helping them, they don't have time for the athlete to have an outlet. How, 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 how crazy is that? Well, the, actually, the sport is the outlet. I'm not saying that it's a, a good outlet, but technically, that's what like the the sport is the coping mechanism. Right, it's it is. But 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 when the athlete himself needs oh, yeah. Yeah. an outlet, when something going on with him, you get mad. Well, I I just go to sports. You know what? I don't want to hear about their political stuff. I don't right. want to hear about this. I don't want to hear about that mental health. Yep, exactly. I I, I pay my money. I mean, really, these are human beings. Basically, and that's the important thing. Like you said, it's like, and, and as somebody who covers the sport, we need the media to do the same thing, to humanize these athletes, to, you know, like, I mean, just think about it. Even when they're sitting and chopping it up at the desk on ESPN or, you know, all the different sports channels, they're talking about human beings. And so when they're like, I don't think he has it anymore, or, you know, like, yeah, I mean, you know, he hasn't been performing the way we thought he would. Yes, these are true statements, perhaps based on scouting reports and numbers and, you know, whatever. But again, we're talking about a human being and these people have played the game and I know it's part of it. And then people say, well, that's part of the game. That's what you get. But it, it, media training versus like the psychology of the media is two different things. And then now the athletes today are not just dealing with regular media, they're dealing with social media. So, and and that's their generation's way of, you know, outlets and coping as well. So I think there are so many factors at play here, but the most important thing is not, 
you know, what the people think. It's more like, hey, is he okay? Is he getting, is he going to continue this? Because, I mean, he may go just for the 10 days. And I know that sounds crazy, but like he said, he says he's going to continue it. We, we hope he does. That it is very rare that in the news cycle, as you know, that this will be covered unless he has another incident. Right. right. How much he actually continued it. So, okay, our hope is that Ja will continue to have that outlet, still get the help and go to practice and do what he has to do for his team. Right. And for his love of basketball. But, you know, basketball becomes more of a business at that level. And, you know, I, I do. I've all I've often asked my athletes, how do you keep it fun? Right. When you're going through all of that at the same time, and they do have moments, of course, but it's long seasons, you know, it's an 82, isn't it? 82 82 game season plus the playoffs, regular plus playoffs, and it's just nonstop. They're in a different city every other night, and you know, the NBA season is no joke. Like, you know, NFL players sleep in their bed every night, whereas an NBA player is on the road most of the time, and that constant load on your psyche game to game with the press and the media and all the family stuff and all that that's a lot it's a lot for any one person regardless of age coping mechanisms or whatever to handle let alone somebody who's just figuring this stuff out so i i think you know the key is prayers for ja right and right like get it like keep you know keep hoping you know keep the good energy of like we know ja's getting what he needs and then also, what are we going to do to prevent further jaws is the question I really, you know, think about, right? Because it's constantly like, oh, yeah, these guys, like, but then it's still the debate, right? Like when Simone Biles pulled out of the Olympics, like, well, was she really hurt? Like, was it that bad? It's these kind of conversations that are always right. happening. But luckily, most athletes are very supportive in saying, hey, yo, this is real stuff right we're dealing with real things out here this is our jobs but this is also us this is our lives so right and then like uh for me as you said that i try not to like when i'm writing and things to that nature i'm trying not to down a player because i don't know what people are going through. i don't know what's happening in their personal lives i don't know and right. it's just like i decided well i just can't do that i'm not right. gonna do that because these people are on a, a, a tremendous amount of stress, even though they make millions of dollars, they're still human beings. Exactly. And we have to do a better job of how we cover sports, plain and simple. Pretty much. On, on that note, um, I thank you for coming on with me. We had a really nice conversation and I'm going to have to have you on again. I really appreciate you coming on. For um, sure. Thank you. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube